0: Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've had helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. This month, we've had a lot of fun couples that have come in, but none are quite as fun as this couple that you're gonna have today, because we're celebrating the condition of life known as relationship, and every week, we've had these couples that have completed our advanced program here at Influential You to hear how their relationships have fared due to their study of transactional competence. Now, our first couple is the couple we'll have today, but we lost the recording and I was so bummed that we made sure that we got it back because we were here in studio and now they're gonna be joining us from Perth. But let me tell you a little bit about them first. Paul Harris and Dr. Moira Clay live in Perth, Australia, and they are an absolute delight. As you're about to hear and as you're about to see, Paul is a judge personality. He holds a deconstructivist skeptical worldview. And Moira is a performer personality with a more constructivist worldview. Now, they are joining me from their home in Perth, and I'm really excited. It's seven o'clock for them, so, so talk softly. But please welcome Paul Harris and Dr. Moira Clay to the Influential You podcast. Uh, hey, you two, how are you doing? Hi, Josh. Good morning. Good morning, I'm so happy you're here now. Before we start anything, I have to have you tell me the story of how you met because the story of how you met is one of my favorite stories I've heard in the last month and a half. But Moira, you tell the story so well. Tell me exactly how you met this Paul character.
1: Well, I got a phone call from a mutual friend who said that she had this friend who had purchased a very large chocolate rabbit in a, in a football club event and he would like to donate to the kids cancer ward at the children's hospital. And can I make that happen? And I kid you not, quite literally, my eyes rolled and I thought, oh, another do-gooder in the world. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought, I wanna make this happen. So I contacted the hospital and then I, I rang Paul and I said, I'll meet you at the front of the hospital. How will I know you? And he said, I'll be the man with the very large chocolate rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) And shall we say the rest is history. The chocolate rabbit brought us together.
0: Now, now maybe we need to go back and and why don't we introduce what you do, Moira, for those that haven't heard your previous podcast. Tell us a little bit about your offer in the marketplace so we can kind of put that frame in mind.
1: Sure. So um, um, my offer is Moira Clay Consulting. It's my consultancy business I've established here in Perth. And we help medical research leaders sleep at night. We, we help them achieve their lofty aims, design a pathway to achieve their, their big aims, which is around benefiting community health.
0: Wonderful. And then, Paul, same question. Tell, tell us a little bit about you. I know you're from our Toastmasters Club, but tell us a little bit about who you are.
2: Thanks, Josh. I am now officially retired um, as of late last year. Prior to that, I was probably the last 13 years was involved in implementing autonomous um, haul trucks to Australia. So part of the team that pioneered driverless trucks, it's not the little tuxes, a 300 ton truck. So uh, that's what I was doing recently. And but now I'm enjoying the retired life and making sure uh, Moira has her needs. I do the lunches. I make a wicked Caesar salad if you're in town, so I pop in and and I don't don't uh, and I make a nice cup of coffee as well.
0: So. I love all of that. Uh, and how do you say? Is it a a cuppa? Is that a New Zealand thing and not an Australian thing? So I'm messing it up already. Yeah, you are messing up. That's okay. <laughs> I'm going to get that right eventually. But I'll say this: you go in and you're you're here to donate a chocolate rabbit, and you meet this woman. And now from your perspective, tell us the story, how did this all go down for you?
2: Well, pretty much, much the same Like, you know, it was a it was a, uh, Easter raffle at the footy club and some guy was bidding and they had two really obnoxious kids and they didn't deserve it, so I outbid him. Um, but the lines sort of concerned me a little bit when Laura said, how will I recognize you? I'm going like, this is a professor, a scientist, a very well-known person. Uh, I would be the guy with a really big chocolate bunny. So. I wasn't sure what was going to um, happen after that, but as Moira says, the rest is history. I met a wonderful person and realised how popular she was when it took us 45 minutes to walk across 35 metres of car park because people (laughs) walked and, and, uh, yeah, I suppose
0: that was the start of our relationship. And, Moira, you had... I mean, you had had received donations before, uh, but you said you loved his kindness and generosity. What was it that stuck out about Paul when you met him that made him, like, scream kindness and generosity?
1: Yeah, look, he he has always been a very giving uh, person to me, and he was genuinely uh, present when we were in the kids' cancer ward at the hospital. He really wanted... He didn't want that... huge amount of chocolate for himself he wanted to uh, share it for kids who needed to have a smile on their face they needed something good in their life and he wanted to give that to them and it it really it it was the start of a long journey of generosity where he has exemplified that every step of the way and it it really has meant a
0: huge amount to me Mm -hmm. now You said something about the idea that he was you were intrigued by he he was intrigued by you. Who, Paul? You said you were intrigued by her because when you guys were walking, you literally only went like a few steps, and she knew every single person. And Moira, what was that like for you? Like, tell me the story from your perspective. Like, you're walking by and you're seeing friends. Like, what was that like? Tell tell the whole thing.
1: It's it's very normal for me (laughs) as I walk through some of these major facilities in perth i uh, i know a lot of people there and i want to say hello i want to talk to them and see how their day is going and what's what's happening for them it is it's quite usual it felt quite normal and paul was looking back going what the what's going on we just need to get to our cars and i just wanted to talk
0: and, and paul when when you're seeing that for the first time and you're seeing how popular this Dr. Moira Clay is what, what is going through your head? Like, what is it like a social proof thing? Like, tell me, tell me what's going on in your, in your brain with all that. Yes,
2: now understanding um, and done the study, social proof is a hundred percent. So the first function we went to, I said, okay, let's, let's head off and you know, I'm heading out to the elevator and I'm looking around and okay, Moira must've gone somewhere. Have you seen Moira? Oh, she's over there. So. I'm ready to go in about five minutes. Like, you know, we've had our goodbyes, not for Moira. So if we go to a function and it's based around the people that she knows, I give her a 45-minute warning. I say, we're going in 45 minutes because it'll take at least 45 minutes for her to clear the room. So um, so now, I and everyone accepts it. Paul, well, Moira doing her goodbyes? Yeah, so I just go and I might have another canapé or something like that, you know, and just have, have a little chat. But... Yeah, definitely the relationship
0: side of it. The social proof was like, yeah, this is a pretty cool dude. Oh, Dudette, as yeah. you do that's yeah. so good. All right, now I I, I have to say that I, I my family was similar. Now my mom was kind of a judge, father's kind of a producer, uh, judge inventor producer, and mom was very talkative at church. And I tell you, my dad when he was ready to go, he was ready to go, and mom was like, no, we have to talk to all the people, and it's so fun. And uh, I know she'll be watching this, so just know, Mom, we love you and and thank you so much. Now, how did you guys get involved with Influential Youth? Who did it first? And tell me a little bit about how you found out about us and and how it went down for you.
1: I I got involved first, and it was Dr. Eric Ward who's here in Perth. And he said to me those famous words, I'd like to introduce you to transactionalism. And I was like, what, (laughs) what, what is that? And he introduced me to, to Drew and um, Drew and I arranged a call. And to be honest, back in those days, I thought, okay, I'm going to humour Drew. I'll, I'll have a conversation with him, but I'm pretty well covered with all of this. I think I'm good. Anyway, I had a conversation with Drew and I got off that call and I thought, I can't not do this. Wow. I need to do this. It was a huge realization for me that this was a pathway to help me achieve not just my business aims, but my, my aims. So it was the whole of me. It was all of the different parts of me. And I thought, this is this is something I can't afford not to do. So I started the process and went through FOT. And do you want to take the story from there. <laughs>
2: So the first conference that I attended was in Cabo. So Moira had finished FOT and started MAP with a lot of people. And MAP was a different setup then. So there was all these people in Moira study group from New Zealand and around the world running around like, you know, kindergarten kids getting into their groups, having their little breakfast meetings. And uh, and I'm I'm the only practicing FOT person at the conference. Everyone lots of people have done it, but because were there. So, um, but stepping into that, Moira would come in with FOT papers into my study and say, What about this? And, you know, the money. And they want me to answer all these questions and different and this lingo. And it was like, yeah, Now I know the lingo game really well, but it's like, This is a cult. I'm not sure about this. this is, and it's funny to talk to lots of other people that have partners and have gone through similar situations. Many. You know have haven't both completed the course but then then Moira went on to do finish map and then i'll hand it back to her that's her story
1: yeah no paul um, paul has said quite clearly i am not doing this right. i do not need to do it i've got the benefit of this study through through you and it was a flat no but as we know with judges no means maybe and Things changed for Paul, his his work circumstances changed, and he made the decision that going through FOT was going to be a really good pathway for him uh, to help him work out sort of what, what what he wanted to do, where he wanted to go with his with his career. And so it began. The, the, the dual journey, both of us, the dual pathway.
0: Uh, I love it. And it, it also is such, it's wonderful for me because I entered the scene a little after you guys and started working here. And, you know, four and a half years later, I've got one of the best timers in Toastmasters history in my Toastmasters club with, with Paul. It's wonderful. So to, speaking of the per- transactional personalities, Moira, w- this is kind of fun. I'd like you to explain the judge. And then after you're done, Paul, I'd like you to explain uh, the performer-leaning inventor that is Moira.
1: Well, I have I have two uh, examples of judginess.
0: Okay.
1: We were quite excited because we had a trip planned to Adelaide, oh. and we, you know, I was really looking forward to this, and I literally went bouncing into Paul's office. Can you just imagine a performer bouncing? And I was in Paul's office, and I said, "So, do you want to do this thing called the stadium climb, where you get to climb up the top of the big football stadium there and look at everything from up high?" And he looks at me and he says no oh flowers died i was just i was so so looking forward to this and i'm kind of adventurous and i want to try new things and he said no and it was just i i was the mood crashed mm. but what he wanted to know he wanted to know how long it was going to take how much it was going to cost what was going to be involved he wanted to know the facts and I hadn't given him given him those facts. So that that was a, a, a really good indication to me, just apart from when we're on the road and Paul is driving. And he, he will say to other drivers on the road, but you can't do that. It's, it's, not, it's not right. It's not it's against the rules. I said, Well, actually, that can change lanes, it's fine, <laughs> dear. So that's my, that's my judginess.
0: That's my judgy husband. How do you top that? (laughs) Well, you can't, but we'll let you try. Yeah. (laughs) look, Moira's
2: every bit performer. Now when she first started, she would have said she was in the inventor sphere and she probably was a little bit more, but she's definitely the performer, the people person, keeping, keeping the, the groups happy. Um, every now and again, riding around in that little clown car and, and, you know, like just having a good time, but assuring that, you know, like everyone's happy. Um, and and that's the biggest thing. It's, it's, it's about the other people with Moira. It's not about herself. And I think, you know, a lot of performers get caught up in that area that they're constantly looking after others and sometimes they need to tend to themselves. And the whole relationship condition of life helps with that you know, our chat today, but it's like, yeah, yeah. Moira's just a lovely, I'll
0: look after you type of person. As you know, Josh. <laughs> I do know. I know very well. I, I can't say that I have had many friends overseas that check on me quite as much as Dr. Moira Clay. And it is the joy of my heart when I see a little text message uh, from her and it's like, Hey, how was your marathon? Hey, how was this? Hey. And I'm like, Oh, she does love me. People love me. It's wonderful. So thank you both, both of you guys. Even Paul, every once in a while when you say, hey, how you doing, chum? I'm like, oh, cool. Very good. So I'll say this. Does understanding your partner's transactional personality help to see things from their worldview? And do you guys see a benefit to kind of understanding the thinking um, and maybe have anything to compare it to or or anything that you can kind of tell me about like what it's like after the study, knowing that your partner thinks kind of the opposite of you?
1: Yeah, look, I, I actually don't think we think in opposites. I think okay. we, we have we have quite aligned aims, but different approaches to achieve those aims. But I think what the study has done for us is, is bring us together in more of a deliberate um unpacked kind of way and we through through working together through transacting with each other we've been able to overcome challenges we've been able to achieve things that to be honest we never we thought were not going to happen <laughs> because we we can just take it step by step simple transaction by simple transaction and we can work together really optimizing the benefits of each other's personality Rather than actually, you know, like like this, and I, th- I think if we ha- if we hadn't had the study, potentially there would have been more of this, mm-hmm.
0: but now there's
1: more of actually working together and doing things and actually reaching mutual satisfaction, which is which is great. Works for us. What about you?
2: Yeah, look at understanding personalities is really important now i used to struggle and work try and work out you know are they inventor are they performer judges and producers were pretty easy for me because i was i was a judge and producers because everything's on the checklist so it doesn't matter um and the inventor now is just so far out there but but when you understand yours and then, then you get to understand your partners and it, it does change the approach because it was my favorite word is no no, 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 no. It's not going to happen. You know, Well, you're doing it wrong. That's against the rules. You know. And when you step back from that and then taking to what they want to do, I want to please people, OK, what, how can we do this? And you associate that with getting clear aims at the beginning of everything. And then, you you know, you've got a broadsheet to work on rather than pie in the sky and you, you see people around the shops or restaurants or you know you, you can see they're not transacting very well there <laughs> and you could steam's coming out of their ears and let's just stop and have a think about the point of view or the views of that person. So I used to go into a, um, a meeting when I was on you know working for Rio and, and FMG on site and I, I'd have the personality structure in my book to try and work out where we where we are in this transaction. And I still struggle, you know, like John Patterson and you and Moira can pick them so easy. I'm still going, nah, I'm not sure. <laughs> but understanding each other is is really
0: important in that
2: way. It yeah. slows, slows, slows everything down.
0: Yeah, I love that for so many reasons. Um, you know, in my own world, like understanding those personalities and being able to say, uh, slow myself down enough to say, hey, they may not want that excited <laughs> clown in a golf cart right now they may need a little more subdued josh how about you calm yourself down a little bit still be authentic to myself but bring forth the information that you're trying to bring Mm -hmm. with a different temperament a different mood that matches a little bit and that's been really valuable to me so do you find that understanding like you avoid struggles and if so um is there any example that you can kind of talk about maybe the thinking that goes in when that when that inductive kick comes in or when that stimuli hits do you guys have any stories or anything like that that you can share with us?
1: Yeah, look, I, th- I think the the example of the stadium climb in Adelaide, That's right. where where it was like, <laughs> boom, you know, "oh, th- this is this is bad." But then we we actually sat down afterwards and we talked about it, and we realised that okay, this is, this is a better. Um, mood to go into the conversation with for me to actually be providing information, be providing facts. So I, th- I think it's it's helped us. I mean, we can see, we can now see where things don't necessarily go on track. We can see it and we can sort of have the inquiry afterwards rather than getting getting stuck in the mud, so to speak. We can really say, well, why didn't that work? What's what what What's happening here? And then you know, back up the transaction and move forward. It actually works quite well. We don't often fight, do we? No, we'll have,
2: <laughs> no, whack. <laughs> we'll have discussions. <laughs> uh, another really good example is that we were putting some trees in out the back by our pool area, which is out here, and we, we'd had to take some other ones out because they were just, they yeah. were dead. Uh, they were dying. We trimmed them a few times. And anyway, um, Moira's brother was here and he he had a um, horticultural background. So we looked at the soil and it was pretty crap. So it, it started off, we just put new trees in there. And it was like, okay, we have to really back this up and have a look back and, and sit down. So we we did the planning session and you know, looked at what resources we had. And it became like five different little projects instead of just planting new trees in the backyard. You know, we had to we had to get some new soil. We had to build up build up a bed because we had old trees that had tree roots, and we had to. Then we had to go and shop for the right trees. That was an mm-hmm. exercise in its own right. You know, like Paul, you don't know want those trees; they they will put leaves in your pool, but they look nice. <laughs> I've got a jacaranda next door that puts <laughs> leaves in my pool. So, you know. so <laughs> that example is you know like you, you you break it down together instead of going straight into oh we put the trees in and Oh, actually, that didn't work did it. So, <laughs> rework yeah. is something that yeah. a judge hates, you know, especially from the mining industry. It costs millions of dollars. Rework, rework, rework. So, you know, if you're going to uh, yeah. not being the one to have to do it ten times, I, I'd rather sit down and go for a swim. And you know, let's let's do it once and try and get it as accurate as possible. And
1: I, I've, I think what Paul said about taking it step by step has has really worked sort of having those small steps really starting to break it down instead of just going into this sort of full-on chaos um, has meant that we're so much more aligned we're, we're we're working with each other we're on the same path we know the the personality it's not coming up against each other they're actually working for each other and we can see the progress it's it, it's been remarkable There's, on so many different things. I've said to Paul, "My goodness, you know, we've done, we've done all these things that we set out to do. Our our aims, we've we've, we've achieved that. But it's really just a step by step process, not just a bang. You know, we've done it. It's it's through transacting with each other rather than yeah, uh, um, rather than getting." I think
2: overwhelmed by it. And not getting caught up in a mob mentality, you know, like just because everyone else is doing it, questioning that and going like,
0: no, they're going that way. We might go
2: this way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. And if, if you're just joining us on the podcast and just listening, we've got Dr. Moira Clay and Paul Harris. And now we're, I'm going to move a little bit. This is kind of different. I don't think I asked this in our last recording. Now the, the, the unit that is the couple, um, I've I've come up with a couple names, Poira, Mall, and Polra, but I don't know if any of those are going to stick. I'd I'd love to hear like when you guys are in couple, like in in the unit that the two of you are together. Do you guys have little secret things of like, hey, your personality is showing, or like how does that work in in the dynamic when you're like out as a group? And I'll I'll as you're thinking about it, I'll give you an example. Last night I was a young business professional mixer. And I met with one of my friends. She's a performer, very clearly a performer. She's a Zumba instructor and just energy. And she introduced me to her husband for the first time. And I said, "What do you do?" And he goes, "Well, I lost all my money in Bitcoin trading." And I mean, it was just screaming judge. And and I went, "Oh goodness." So I'd love to hear what that's like as the unit that the two of you are in tandem when you when you come across people uh, and and tell me your experience of that if if you're okay with that? just
1: tells me
2: to shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, not at all. Um, look, it's, I, I suppose we introduce each other or other people. We, we The upside is that all Moira's friends became mine and all mine became Moira, to the extent where some of them prefer to talk to Moira now instead of me, which is really a little bit disconcerting, especially when one of them was a, the lady that's been dealing with the, the wine shop for you know, fourteen years, and and just Paul, you go over there. I'm just going to talk to Moira. And I thought Anne Marie, I spent a lot of money in your shop. Yeah, that's fine. You'll be okay. You just go over and talk to <laughs> talk to Dad. Over there. Um, you know, So we're really aware of, um, you know, not one, well, not putting people on the spot, but because you know, like we are what we are. You know, yeah. And we like it. We we're, we're good at being nice. You know.
1: And I think the other thing for me is the planning. Like, if we have people coming over for to our, ha- mm. our home. We're going to someone else's home. We're going to an event. We plan. We yeah. plan ahead of that. As in, these people are going to be there. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. This is this is who's involved. We we actually prepare. We have that plan um, ahead of time, so we we know what's coming, and it it does it does help us in navigating potential breakdowns. And we know, we, we know roughly
0: what's- Hide the food, Josh is coming. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hide the benchmark.
2: Hide the benchmark, yeah.
0: <laughs> so good. Um, now, we're kind of towards the end of the podcast and I'm so bummed because I'm having so much fun and I, I'm, I'm going to miss you guys so much after we get off this call. But I wanted to ask this. As a, a couple who kind of came together um, in your lives, are there things that you can teach me? Because what I love to find in, in some of these podcasts, the last time you talked about the seven second hug, so I may make you do that regardless of what your answer is. But I, I, what are some you know, advice for other couples that maybe haven't studied with us or aren't necessarily using transactional competence? Like, What would you say about kind of your experience with Influential you and learning this? And where has it really been helpful for the two of you and then teach me a little bit about what you guys do with each other in relationship and how those things work. I'd love to hear all the knowledge I can gain from the two of you.
1: I think for me, I got married when I was 51. It's people say, Is it your first marriage? It's I say it's my only marriage. <laughs> uh, and I think the the one of the reasons why it has worked uh, for me, and you know, uh, our ongoing relationship has worked. Is that we have clarity on who we are. We know we know who we are. We know what our aims are, and we've got to a certain point in our life where it's not about it's not about impressing people. It's not about what you look like or anything like that. We know who we are, and and it's made that coming together and you know falling in love. It's it. It it feels right. It's not something that we were searching for. We came across each other and there was a real alignment there. And I think just to go straight into the seven-second hug thing, I think we we have this thing and this is a, a transaction with each other. I will happily call it a transaction pretty much every day, sometimes multiple times a day. We have a seven-second hug. Now, the concept behind a seven-second hug is that you need to hug for seven seconds without counting. Don't count out loud. And that's where the connection and the love transfers. And some people say it should be longer than seven seconds, but we make sure it's at least seven seconds. And I think that's it's, it's a measure of where we're at, you know, how we're progressing, how our relationship is, is to have seven-second hugs. And all I can advise you, Josh, is know who you are, know your aims, seven-second hug a lot, uh, and
0: life will be good. Hmm. Hmm. Paul, anything you want to add?
2: Yeah, it's uh, the seven-second hug has really made a big difference to us. But the other thing is sharing stuff that we like with each other. We share music, and you, you know, and and it's really good bonding because we know we know what each other needs and what what we want. You know, like it can be a funny household sometimes because you know, like we can go into tra- transactional speak mode. So if someone is not understanding the lingo as much, it's like there's a lot of it's like you know, transactional words that people will hear, many you'll know from, from study and other ones won't because they haven't done it yet. But and, and that can be a little bit of fun, you know, a little bit of transactional humour, as as we would say. It's, and then we might roll the eyes at each other and go, OK, that's that's enough of that. But it, it, it's, I think we said it even yesterday, there was two clear things about everything and come out of confidence as well, is be clear and Kirkland has push so much but get your aims right if you don't have an aim there's not you don't have a pathway you know moira was talking about psti that some people will know what comes first you know well you have to have an aim before you can you can practice the the planning etc so and if you're not sure sit down and grab a cup of tea or a coffee in the afternoon in your case now a beer or wine just have a chat about it you know what what's the aim here well we want to get the trees growing. we want to have a good time who's coming over well we can't have that you know like it's just really simple it's it's pretty simple actually is you know mm-hmm. just simple is good sim- simplistic
0: is really good
1: you know. it's called the kiss principle
0: <laughs> keep it simple stupid i know that one really well i like it <laughs> unless you guys use a different s <laughs> word at the end of that one but uh, no, that's no, how I- that'll be <laughs> fine <Keep it> <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. And I miss you already. I know I just saw you at conference, but um, I can't wait to get out there. And trust me, I'm doing everything I can to talk all these people to come out out there. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And I'm going to take us out. Any, any last words before we go? Uh, just thank
2: you. I just, thank it's, you. it's a nice experience to be able to, to share. And, to do
0: it together.
2: Yeah, do it together.
0: Oh, you you guys are so cute. Okay, I will give you a seven-second hug, Josh. Oh, well, not with that attitude. Oh, stupid, (laughs) cute, stupid, cute. He take him off the screen so I can focus. All right, thank you guys so much. Now, if you'd like to know more about us, you can find out more by going to influentialu.global and explore our courses, consulting, and conferences. And we offer a four-year curriculum for those that are seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're brand new to Influential You, you may want to try thrive it's our self-guided training now thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty thought leaders and industry experts you'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims even faster your membership also includes chat access to faculty Plus discounts to our transformative conferences. You can sign up today and use the promo code twenty off. That's two zero o f f for a twenty percent discount on the monthly subscription. As you can see on the screen, oh, on the screen, twenty off two zero o f f. Now we're feverishly working on next week's podcast, and I hope that you'll join us. Thank you for listening to us today. Each week we stream live at two p.m. Pacific on our website facebook linkedin and youtube so you can easily share this podcast with others you can also subscribe on itunes stitcher or anywhere else that you get quality podcasts check out our show notes for links to connect with our guests plus links to websites books or special downloads that we talked about on today's episode this podcast is made possible by the influential youth staff faculty and members all around the world with a special thanks to our executive producer tyson Crandall. Our engineer, Michael He contributions from John Patterson, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, and Liz Smiley, and a big old special seven second hug to Paul and Moira. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. The Influencer You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology LLC in Ventura, California, and this episode was recorded on March 2nd, 2023. The podcast theme is by Chris Standring, entitled Fast Trained Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, I ask that you take a moment, go to iTunes or your podcast app, and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know. We'll see you next week on the Influential You Podcast.